This is episode number 105 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast, where it's our mission to help you to feel and look your best naturally. Thank you for tuning in this week. In this week's episode, we'll be covering the top three most toxic household products um, that are out there. That's what we'll be sharing in this week's episode. Um, But before we dive into that, I want to first share this week's testimonial. And this testimonial comes from our client, John D. John says, very informative and accommodating when it comes to your health needs. Thank you for your kind words, John, and we wish you much health success. So now let's segue into this week's organic food for thought. And this week's organic food for thought is on cortisol. Now, cortisol is our body's main stress hormone, and it works with certain parts of your brain to control your mood, motivation, and fear. And our adrenal glands, which are the triangle-shaped organs at the top of our kidneys down in our lower back, our adrenal glands makes cortisol. Now, cortisol is best known for helping to fuel what they call our fight or flight instinct, like when we're in a crisis and we have to like get away. Um, Cortisol is known for that. But cortisol also plays an important role in other aspects of our health. So cortisol helps in managing our bodies, our body's use of carbohydrates, fats and proteins. It helps keep inflammation down. It helps to regulate our blood pressure. It helps to increase our blood sugar. It controls our sleep-wake cycle. And it helps to boost energy so that we can handle stress and restore a balance afterwards. Now, uh, the one thing with cortisol is it's a necessary um, it's a necessary um, hormone that we need. Um, but the issue is, is when our cortisol levels get out of whack. So when our cortisol levels are too high um, within our body, there's certain uh, negative health effects that occur. And some of them, you know, it just actually, when it's out of whack, it throws off important body functions that could eventually lead to major health problems. And some of the things that show up when you have a cortisol imbalance is anxiety and depression, headaches, heart disease, memory and concentration problems, problems with digestion, trouble sleeping, and weight gain. So see, these are some of the um, byproducts of having your cortisol levels out of whack. So, you know, when your cortisol levels is high, one of the major, uh, you know, I guess, contributors to that would be, you know, stress, you know, whether it's stress from your career, your job, a toxic relationship, an unhealthy relationship, not getting enough sleep, you know, or it could be, you know, taking care of uh, an aging family member, because even though these are things that are necessary to do, they still cause stress, not having enough alone time, um, eating very, um, you know, acidic foods or unhealthy foods, all these things cause us our cortisol levels to to elevate, right? And we have to do things to counterbalance that. And one thing that we recommend uh, so many times to our client is the importance of self-care. It's something that I have to constantly remind myself to do is to fill your cup, 
You can't just keep taking away from your health and your body. You have to replenish. And self-care, like I always say, is a necessity and not a luxury. And, you know, we need to combat our stress. We live in a world that's so fast paced, you know, so many things is going on at once. You know, we want we can do so much more now. But along with that gift, you know, comes a lot of stress. You know, you could have a lot of goals. Like I said, it could be stress from relationships, your career. Um, So we have to find ways to combat that, to fill our cup um, and to restore and rebalance ourselves. And so some of the common ways is like meditation, yoga, massage therapy. Um, Some people like myself, I like to work out. Tennis has been, you know, something that I have truly been implementing more consistently um, in the latter part or last year. And this year, um, getting out and hitting that like, it's just, you know, my way of um, really enjoying myself. I just love like playing tennis. So that or going to the gym, like I said, yoga, but there's some other things, music. If you um, like to would like to learn a new instrument or listening to music, art, some people like to color or paint. Um, one of the things I like to do is the uh, steam room or sauna, like going to a bathhouse. Um, that is very, you know, a way to, you know, practice good self-care. Uh, recently, a little while back, I was talking to a mother and she does staycations where you just go find a hotel nearby and you stay there for the weekend and you do what you want to do. So all these things help comedy. Oh, I love watching comedy specials on Netflix, laughter, hanging out with your girlfriends, laughing, um, all these things. You have to find what works for you, but you have to consistently implement self-care. And this is one of the many things that you can do to help, you know, restore and rebalance your cortisol levels. And one thing I cannot say enough or stress enough is the importance of proper sleep. Proper sleep, you know, is like the rejuvenation center. It's like, uh, you know, like that's how you rejuvenate yourself. You need to sleep. You can't supplement sleep. You can't, you know, uh, substitute it with something else. You have to get adequate and proper sleep. And a good good night's sleep does certainly does a body good. Okay, so that is our organic food for thought for this episode. So now let's segue into this week's episode. And the title of this week's episode is the top three most toxic household products. Now, in terms of health, you know, one of the first things that you address should be your nutrition, because that is one of the major catalysts to poor health. Um, But then you also want to look at um, your lifestyle, you know, um, getting physical activity, detoxing, um, you know, self-care. All these components are layers of actually living a holistic lifestyle because it's a lifestyle, right? Um, But one other area is the products that you use. And household products, they could be some of the most toxic substances that you have in your home. If you look at some of the back of the labels of some of the most standard household products, you know, they're really very toxic and dangerous. Like you shouldn't even have them touch your skin. You know, your home should be highly ventilated if you're using some of these toxic substances. But a lot of times we really don't know how toxic they are 
right? So in this episode, we're going to share the top three most toxic household products in your home so that you could be well informed and make those changes to maybe use something that's non-toxic or more natural, right? And this um, this audio that I'm about to share is actually part of a recent training, a recent training that we did for our private health community. It was part of our Mastering Your Lifestyle Change multi-part series where we dive into how to make this a lifestyle. And the area that we focused on in our recent training was on household products. So I'm just going to share a part of that where we address the top three most toxic household products. Okay, so without further ado, Let's dive into the training. All right. Um, so uh, greetings, everyone. Happy New Year. Right. Uh, like Kim said, it's our first webinar of the year. We like to give uh, people some time to settle in a little bit. Um, January coming off of December uh, people have to kind of settle in after a, a busy and festive month, get back in the swing of things. So we definitely wanted to um, give you that opportunity. Uh, we got a lot planned for you uh, this year. We're going to be a lot more active, uh, starting to get a lot more members. So we really want to try to empower you to take your health education, take your life to the next level. So I really, really encourage you to try to um, uh, log into the membership platform at least once a week. Um, if you really want to get maximum benefit out, out of it, you're going to log on uh, at least once a week or more. Uh, utilize the chat. We want to try to be more active uh, in the, um, the community forums. So we're going to be on there a lot more. We're going to be posting a lot more surveys going to be doing a lot. And uh, this series, How to Master Your Lifestyle, I'm going to really, um, lifestyle change, I'm really going to push uh, these series along. I'm going to be doing at least once a month, uh, but sometimes I may, may even do twice a month. And um, my goal with these series is to really help you to make permanent transformations, right? Um, there's so many different things so many different changes that have to take place uh, because we've been just been so uh, miseducated. And one of the biggest challenges is the fact that we live in a culture where everything is, is isolated, right? Um, a plumber, for example, doesn't have any, or, or the average plumber doesn't have any um, health education at all, Right. So when he makes his uh, devices, when he does his, his plumbing, he's just moving from maybe a financial or a practical perspective, but he's not moving from a holistic perspective because everything is so isolated. So everyone is in their corner doing their own thing, um, not being knowledgeable or mindful of how that may impact other things, right? So going back to the plumber example, uh, let's talk about toilet seats. And we'll, we'll get to this on a, on a deeper level uh, further in the training, but 
a toilet seat, when you sit on a toilet seat for a bowel movement, it automatically puts uh, your body in an incorrect position for a bowel movement, right? So unless your uh, uh, digestive system is really balanced, you're not going to have a full and complete elimination just by the nature of the design of a toilet, right? So imagine if uh, a plumber had that type of knowledge or the, the, the architect that designed the, the toilet, imagine if they had the, the, the knowledge of the correct positioning or if they had consultants and people to come on and everyone was working together um, and you created a toilet that um, was in the correct position, then our health is going to be better, right? So that, that's just one example, but it goes across the board. Everyone thinks for themselves and they don't think for the collective. Everyone thinks with their pockets, but they don't think for the collective. So um, it's important for us to have that knowledge so that we can make better decisions for ourselves and, and we can do things um, to connect the dots and make sure that everything is lining up properly. Because the truth is, if you sit around and you wait for someone else to line those things up for you, they're not, gonna, they're not going to align. They just won't. And if you continue to follow other people and expecting them to take your best interest and your health, uh, you know, with care, you think they're going to um, have it in your best interest, then you're going to be sadly mistaken and it's going to be a hard lesson. And many of us are experiencing those hard lessons. So uh, we want to empower you with this series so that you can understand how to navigate, how to move and to do things that are going to have the best impact on your health, right? So that's what this series is about. Hang on for a second here. Okay. That's what this series is about, how to master your lifestyle change, okay? So uh, in part one, we uh, covered kitchen detoxes and uh, your healing laboratory. That's uh, uh, coined by Queen Afua, the healing laboratory. And I really like that name as opposed to the kitchen uh, because when you have that in your consciousness, you understand what it is that you're supposed to be doing in your kitchen. You're supposed to be healing uh, in your kitchen, creating things for healing and to optimize your health, right? So that was part one. If you didn't get a chance to check that out, you don't necessarily have to watch these in order um, so you can continue to check this out. But uh, I would highly encourage you to go back and look at that if you didn't get a chance to watch that yet, okay? Then after we uh, did part one, worked on your kitchen, we moved to fortifying your home, right? So in that particular webinar, we covered the energy flow within your home. The um, Asians call it feng shui. Uh, energy pollution, creating an environment for healing, right? That's really, really important. Most of us are on this healing journey. So in order to properly heal, you have to create a environment for healing, whether that's internally inside of your body or externally in your home, right? Uh, the next thing is uh, air quality, really, really important. And we're talking about inside of the home and, uh, Outdoor elements for healing, which was bringing the outside indoors so that you can get the, ex the experience and the benefits 
of uh, many of the things that we get from outdoors, you can get that uh, indoors. So um, that was part two of um, of the series, right? So today's topic is going to be understanding toxic products. Uh, a lot, a lot of people are becoming more aware of how toxic products are, and they're trying to um, buy things that are a little bit better for their homes. But unfortunately, like many of the other products, and we talk about this all the time um, on our um, podcasts and in some of our other training. Uh, the mainstream industry is always trying to make money and capitalize on trends. So now that um, natural cleaning products are on the rise, you have companies that are trying to trick you into believing that their companies are natural. So there's this whole green movement. You know, they're saying that their products are green. Uh, just because it's green doesn't necessarily uh, mean that it's all natural and going to be the best uh, for you, there are certain standards for something to be green, and everyone is just making sure they, they're meeting these standards, but they're not really uh, trying to save the environment or, or necessarily uh, save your health, right? So uh, part one is uh, understanding household products. That is what we are going to be covering today. Um, part two of this, like Kim mentioned earlier, is going to be understanding toxic personal care products. So we will uh, be getting into that uh, hopefully uh, later this month. We'll, we'll dive into that. All right. Um, so let's jump in. All right. So my first question for you is, uh, is your home the breeding ground for these things, right? Uh, hormone disruption, respiratory problems, including asthma, uh, weak immune systems, nerve damage, blood poisoning, skin and eye irritation, skin burns, and, and that, that, that big C word, cancer. Is your home a breeding ground for cancer, right? Um, we would all like to say no, right? We all would love to say no, but what if I told you that it's very, very possible and highly likely that your home is a breeding ground for uh, these things, right? We got to really make sure that we're thorough in, in what we do. Uh, we can't just stop with um, eating right. We can't just stop with exercise. There's so many more factors when it comes to our health overall. How many people do you know that ate great, exercised all the time, and uh, they still got diagnosed with cancer and other serious uh, health challenges still. So the question is, uh, why? Why did that happen? There's so many different factors, right? So what we want to do is we want to um, eliminate most of those factors, as many as possible, all of those factors, if possible. I, I think that that's probably impossible, all factors because of just the nature of our environment and it being so isolated and people not really caring. Um, it's impossible, but we want to limit uh, our exposure to these things. So we definitely want to dive in. Uh, we're going to get into some things that, um, you know, you, we're going to bring to your attention some things that you may be doing, but again, knowledge is power. So that's why we're here to help you to transition through those things. Okay. So, my first question, well, my second question is, are you a chemist? 
And the reason why I say that is because, uh, and it's a common practice, we all do it or have done it in the past. We treat our homes like laboratories and we buy all of these different chemicals and all of these different cleaning products and we start mixing products together, using one after the other and not really knowing what we're doing. Right. And one of the common things that people do is they may uh, mix a bleach and ammonia together and that creates a powerful uh, chemical reaction that's very, very toxic for you. Right. Um, the chemical that it creates is chloramine. Right. Which uh, highly irritates your lungs and it can cause choking and, and coughing. Right. So. Just from the beginning, you never want to mix your your products together because you never know the chemical reactions that that you have. Even your natural uh, products, you want to try not to mix them together because unless you're a chemist, you don't really have knowledge as to what's actually happening. So you really want to stay away from that. I remember I went to a family member's home and uh, they were cleaning. Uh, they were cleaning the bathroom and I, I walked into the bathroom as they were cleaning and uh, I literally uh, felt like I was choking. I was, uh, my eyes got red. I could barely breathe. I got a headache, uh, started coughing. Uh, it was highly, highly offensive uh, to, to my body. Um, but the, the interesting thing about it, and should I say the crazy thing about it was that the person that was in there doing the cleaning, using all of these chemicals, they didn't even smell it. They didn't realize it. So that led me to believe that um, to a large degree, you can actually get used to these things. You know, in the beginning, uh, it has this effect on you because these things are toxic to your system, but your body builds barriers to protect you. And I just noticed that because this person was normal. And when I brought it up and they saw my reaction, it was like they couldn't really believe that this was happening because they felt fine, but this is something that they did on a regular basis over the course of many years, you know, 40 years, right? M more than 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, right? Um, so for them, it was normal and they felt fine, but I, I noticed it right away. So be careful, be careful. Just because you're not reacting to something doesn't mean that it's not having a toxic and negative effect on you. Some things take time. Some things develop over time. You just don't get sick overnight. If you get sick overnight, then that's an easy way to tell when something is polluting your system. But sometimes it takes a lot longer than that. It can be years, decades of slowly polluting your system and bringing your health down. So be very careful. Okay. My next question is, do you wear gloves and a mask when you clean? Uh, the time that I went to the family member's house and I had that reaction, they weren't using gloves. They weren't using a mask, right? Uh, how often do you use these things when you, when you clean? Because you could be breathing uh, these chemicals in and they're having an effect, right? You can have an effect on your lungs and your throat. Neurological damage from things that you're breathing, not even touching things that you're breathing, right? Um, and your skin. Do you always wear gloves when you're using unnatural products? Because your skin has the ability to absorb just as much, if not more, uh, liquids and substances than you actually 
ingesting them orally than you drinking them. You could absorb just as much or more into your skin. Your skin has pores and it absorbs things. So if you're using chemicals and you're not using gloves, you are without a doubt absorbing these chemicals into your body, right? If you, if you um, look at any of these toxic, uh, unnatural chemicals and you read the back, what does it say for poison control? If ingested, right, a lot of them say call the poison control center, call 911, induce vomiting. That's what it says if it's ingested. If it gets on your skin, you are ingesting these products. And we don't look at it that way, but that is exactly what's happening. You're taking these things into your body, and that's a serious problem, right? So if you're using... Uh, these um, different toxic substances to clean your home. You have to make sure that you protect yourself properly. When you look at um, companies, large companies, corporate companies, when they send their workers out to clean, right, they have on masks, they have on uh, rubber boots and rubber gloves and the proper equipment when they're using chemicals, Right. And when you go to the store and you buy these same chemicals, you have to use the same exact things that they do. Right. They're protecting themselves for a reason. So you have to protect yourself for a reason. I have a, a better suggestion that protecting yourself and that's not using that stuff at all. Um, but you have to make sure that you're protecting yourself properly because they are dangerous to your health. And, and you know what the problem is? The problem is that. Again, going back to the whole isolation thing, uh, a person will put certain things on a label and think that everything is clear, everything is okay. Like it'll say, don't, you know, on, on the label, don't come in contact with the skin. They've done their job and they just put it up there. Instead of making something that's not going to harm your skin, they'll say, well, we'll make it harmful, but we'll just put a label on it so the person can read and say, see that they're not supposed to touch their skin. So it um, resolves them of responsibility, they won't get in trouble. They cover it themselves, right? So um, you have to make sure that um, you're covering yourself, okay? So let's talk about the three most toxic household products, right? So we got uh, drain cleaners, oven cleaners, acid-based toilet cleaners. These are the most toxic, right? So these are the things that you really, really want to try to completely eliminate uh, because they're so toxic, right? Oven cleaners, corrosive alkaloids that can literally cause death if they're ingested. Remember what I said, ingestion is not just orally, it's also through your skin. If you get this stuff on your skin, right, are you going to drop dead and die? Probably not. However, if you continue to get this on your skin, if you get a lot on, excuse me, if you get a lot on your skin, what kind of damage is that causing to your body, right? So um, toilet cleaners also very, very toxic. I'll tell you this much. Uh, when it comes to toxic chemicals, one of the number one things that they will contribute uh, is to cancer. All of them says may cause cancer, right? Uh, so you want to be very careful about uh, household products, but especially drain cleaners, oven cleaners, acid-based toilet cleaners, right? So dra drain cleaners is um, 
probably the only thing on the list overall, not just with these three, but the top list of all of the things that you should avoid is probably the, um, the necessary evil. Sometimes your toilets can be so clogged that you need chemicals to get in there and break down and dissolve the things. A lot of times natural things don't function like that. So, um, but you just want to have respect with your, with your drain cleaners. You probably should keep them obviously sealed. You should keep them in plastic and then you want to keep them uh, in an area that uh, no one can get to, especially children. And then when you're using drain cleaners, you want to use gloves, right? You might even want to use eye protectants because when you pour things um, into to water, uh, things splash, right? So you might want to have eye protectant and gloves when you use drain cleaners. And, you know, that's not something that you're going to be using on, on a, um everyday basis, right? It's not that often that you might have to use a drain cleaner. Uh, maybe once a year, you know, maybe less than that. So you just need to have a discretion when you're using drain cleaners, oven cleaners. That's a whole nother beast, highly toxic, especially the ones that uh, have to uh, heat up. You have to turn your oven on. Uh, and so we're breathing those chemicals, uh, which can cause a lot of damage to our lungs, a lot of damage to our um, neuro, neurological system, uh, blood, uh, just so many things that uh, oven cleaners cause. Uh, so you definitely want to move to a more natural oven cleaner. We'll get to that uh, in a second. But um, oven cleaner, highly poisonous. If you were to ingest it, you would drop dead. Okay, and then the the uh, toilet cleaners. You want to um, be very careful with those. Move to something natural, but just be mindful that you are dealing with poisons. All right. So, homemade oven cleaners. Not even that hard, right? Not even that hard to make. Really simple. You probably have these things right at home. So that is the conclusion of our training on the top three most toxic household products for full access to the full training because it was about an hour long. Um, and we also um, discussed solutions or alternatives that you can use and replace um So that is the conclusion of the training on the top three most toxic household products. Now you can, you know, look at the ones that you use in your home and find, you know, alternatives, either non-toxic or natural. And for full access to that training, it was about an hour long um, and it was actually a video training. And we also have the full audio that you can download. You can access that in our private health community. And to learn more about the uh, private health community and to get access to that training where we also share alternatives that you can use in replacement of those toxic products, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash membership. And for access to the show notes pages for this episode, um, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 105. And there you can access the show notes pages as well as check out our website to learn more about our wellness center, Life Strength and Health, and about the services 
that we offer and provide to help our clients feel and look their best. And you can also check out our other uh, podcast episodes and blog content. And um, I just want to say one thing. I also um, kind of stole something from a former uh, uh, guest, Lisa Hendrickson, Jack um, of the Fertility Friday podcast. I love her website. And one of the things that she has done was to make a page on her site that listed just the title of each podcast number without the graphics. So the titles are hyperlinked and you just click on it to access the show. So Lisa, I did, you know, take that from that idea from your website because I thought it was great because we're at episode 105 and after a while all the episodes you know you kind of get lost in the shuffle once you start recording so many so I wanted to make that page um, accessible because people find us all the time and when they want to go back and listen to previous episodes sometimes it may be difficult especially if you're not listening on a podcast player if you're going to our website directly so that is on our website as well at live strengthandhealth.com you uh, go to the podcast link and right below it'll be a drop down that says list of episodes and it has all of our episodes that we have recorded Um, but it's so much easier to find that way so thank you Lisa for that and um, yes so that is it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and until next time live healthier